The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. to the verse cast the star citizen podcast my name is john abraham i am jimmy croker and i am not quite as sick as i used to be <laughs> i am not a smart man i'm a star citizen run bleep run life's, life's like life's like a box of starships <laughs> you can't eat just one <laughs> can you can't back just one we are those guys with ships. This is episode 43 of the Versecast. Today is August 31st, 2945. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The intro outro song is Try the Bass. You can find it along with all of his other fine music at www.ronaldjenkins.com. Jimmy, how the heck are you doing? Last Better. we heard they were uh, life flighting you off of Nick's and your kinfolk are already fighting over your contents of the hangar, yeah. hangar contents. I, it was it. It took everything in me to get that my uh, Gleep bobblehead back for my constellation. <laughs> I uh, go ahead. Can I have your Starfarer model? <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm feeling better. Uh, I've got lozenges. I've got a big glass of water. I'm gonna do <coughs> my best. <coughs> See, there it goes. I'm gonna do my best not to cough. But uh, whoo wee! I just had the worst summer cold. All in my chest. Um, no energy, just really knocked me down for for pretty close to two weeks. Man, yeah, that, that's rough. Summertime colds are the worst. I know it's not fair. It's like it's it's hot and you're sick and you're even hotter than you would be when you wouldn't be sick. It and then the air conditioning broke at my job. Oh, I, I was stewing in my own juices. It was the worst. Mm. Not good. Not but, good. Well, but I'm, I'm feeling sassy. I got my, I got my energy back. I'm feeling my groove. Get my groove on. I'm all right, you know. Excellent. Well, we're we're happy you're back. It wasn't the same without you. I I was very sad not to be here last week. All right. Well, speaking of the end of the summer, you know what that means, guys? Labor Day vacation. Vacation. We're loading up the uh, the Griswold wagon and uh, heading off to parts unknown. So we will be off next week for the Labor Day holiday weekend. So no shows on Monday the 7th or Tuesday the 8th. But we will be back all up in your ear holes Monday and Tuesday the 14th and 15th. The uh, the family truckster with the optional rally fun, pa- fun pack in pea green. <laughs> pea green. My pea's green. I just love the optional rally fun pack because it's like, what? <laughs> You didn't know that came. You didn't know that came with the uh, with the family wagon. 
Oh, I'm sure it does. I mean, but I always tend to think of it as true coat. You got to get the true coat. Mm, got to get the true coat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wade. It's my deal, Wade. All right. So um, we will be back, uh, as I said, about the middle of the month. And uh, in the meantime, everybody be safe, be sane. Um, we will still be doing some stuff. We're gonna. We're just not going to have shows. We're going to be, we'll be out there playing Star Citizen. We'll talk a little bit about more about that in the community show. Um, but um, just no shows next week. If, if you know, if you get lonely and you miss us, go back and listen to some some of the older shows. Don't go too far back because that makes John uncomfortable. I was going to say, John John loves when people listen to episodes like one through twelve. Yeah, there was somebody that was either tweeted something or yeah, somewhere someone was saying something. I just finished episode one and I just I got this little yeah. you know shiver like man and 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 you're you're still talking to us. What what did they say about it? They they said that they were hooked. Oh, oh my God! See, see, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> hey, look on the bright side to to that listener who has at this point now officially caught up. It just gets better. <laughs> it does so much better. All right. So, um, since last time we've uh, we social module little thing called the social module it happened i think we were um we were hypothesizing last time and so jimmy um i i, I believe a couple of weeks ago we had a bet i believe um, we did yeah um, a wager a gentleman's wager if you will mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. about when the uh, social module would come out and uh, john do you recall um your prediction it would have been friday the 21st mm and you guys would have been the 28th, right? I believe that's correct. Yes, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, we are winners. Uh, are you though? Well, I, I don't think the persist the, the I don't think the PTU counts. Oh, but we didn't specify. I'm going to call a penalty. I don't think the PTU counts. <laughs> what? I don't think it counts. It's not released to general to the general server. I recall predicting about the about the release to live, but I mean that's that's a, that's okay. That's okay. I just uh, it's okay, Glebe. We're we're winners. Winners got tiger blood just flowing all out my nose. Okay, next time we need to have solid rules written out, and if you guys don't follow them, then I'm just gonna come at you with the force until you persist what you're doing. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> wow. Sour grapes. Anyway, the PTU. <laughs> Don't hate roll out, Don't Roll hate. out to the PTU. Lord knows there's enough of that already in the world. This is true. Roll out to the PTU started happening late Tuesday. I um, uh, I got hip to it on Wednesday. Uh, we got the release to uh, live. We're going to talk more about uh, our experience in the PTU and the community show. Uh, but just kind of recounting what has happened. Uh, the release to live did happen on Friday, August 28th. And um, and Tony Zervik has a post which came out after the release to the live servers on Friday. And uh, it has some really cool stuff in it. So really should check that out if you haven't. Um, in short, he reconfirmed that the social module is our first uh, our first baby steps into the persistent universe. So if you want to take the optimistic high road, you can say that um, uh, the the persistent universe <coughs> has sort of semi been released a little bit. I, th- I think you're being very generous in that statement. Generous guy. 
There's nothing persistent yet. Exactly. Um, I can't even I, drive my gray cat into Art Corp. Is that persistence? Well, I went and I kicked some litter, and then I logged off and logged back in, and the litter was in the new place where I kicked it. What? You're a, you're a storyteller. Wait, That's persistence. Is that, is that true? No. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so anyway, um, Tony did uh, say that there are three reasons for the existence of the social module. The first is to give us more of the uh, Star Citizen universe that we have backed and have been so eagerly anticipating. And I feel like that they definitely did that. Um, uh, second, to serve as a testing ground for a multitude of new fundamental technologies. I don't know what that means, but it makes sense. So I say, good on you, sir. And third, to serve as the basic foundation upon which new pieces of the persistent universe will be unveiled. So that's why I say that, you know, if you want to be, you know, generous, you can say that this is actually the first release of the persistent universe because this is the first little bit that everything else is going to be built off, not maybe not upon, but off of. So next iteration, we'll be able to actually uh, do some shopping. Then we'll be able to, at some point in the near future, um, uh, go into into orbit and do some simple missions. And then uh, when they get the quantum drive mechanic all uh, finalized, then we'll be able to travel to other parts of the system. Then when they get the, um, the jump mechanic, we'll be able to travel to different systems. So um, it's just the first in many, many steps to come of pure awesomeness. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm very excited. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's it's very basic. Um, you can't sit down, which I hate, but I know that that's just something they haven't turned on yet. And um, I'm looking forward to um, to watching them iterate on it, um, kind of like with Arena Commander. I was really excited when the when Arena Commander launched, and I was really excited to play it. But the way that the game plays now versus the way the game played when it launched is a billion times better. So I'm really excited to see where they take what is already a great foundation and iterate and iterate and iterate and iterate. And from what it seems, we're going to see stuff coming a lot faster as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the big thing was that they were, they were wanting to make sure that there was a certain level of stability. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, right. That there's a certain level of stability um, and then they're going to start slowly turning functions on and then, and then adding new functions as well. So it's beautiful. Um, I get to chat with people. I get to dance. Um, I get to hang out at a bar. It's a great first step. Yes, yes. And uh, what uh, Tony said we can expect to see uh, going forward is a more frequent release, a more frequent release schedule, including something called Persistence. Uh, which best I can tell includes underlying logic, which will help tie the whole game together. It'll let um, you kick litter around. Yeah. Yes. Uh, shopping. We're going to be able to buy stuff for our characters and we'll also get enhanced functionalities to the augmented reality. And we're going to get the Moby Glass too. So that'll yeah. be cool. And then we're, we're going to get something called sub, subsumption, which sounds <coughs> sounds like what Jimmy has. <laughs> Just sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, um, which uh, will include intelligent NPCs and completely a completely new environment, Nix. Um, then as part of, of this subsumption, we're going to get something called the Final Frontier. Uh, that's going to happen, which it's 
going to enable us to accept some simple missions to, to do along with our friends. And then the final piece is going to be the quantum um, uh, mechanic, which will unveil the full-blown solar system navigation map and allow easy access to any part of the current system, including cities on three other Stanton planet, planets. Planets. Hurston Microtech and Crusader. So I say, hell yeah. There is... um. There's a lot. I, I I really honestly believe that there's a lot that they have done that they're just going to do stagnate stag stagnated releases um, or staggered. Staggered. Excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> Again, still sick. Um, <laughs> staggered releases. Um, kind of like algae growing on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, staggered releases to make sure that they don't blow up the uh, the server. You know, I yeah. think a lot of this stuff is far, far further along than, than any of us really, you know, know. And so now it's a matter of, okay, the first and most important thing, persistence. If they don't mm -hmm. have persist persistence, we can't buy anything because it's not going to stick, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, and then I think once, after we see persistence, we'll start to see these other items start rolling out. And I do think that um, we're going to see them in rapid succession. And I also really believe that, that they made a smart call in that they knew Star City, Star Marine was going to be delayed and that it really was a difficult time for them a couple of months back where they were trying to get Star Marine out. They weren't doing any iterations or any updates to Arena Commander. And basically, for a good two months, nothing really happened. And I think that they... Stagnation? Had, is that what you're saying? Yes, it was. there was stagnation. <laughs> and uh, I think flipping it over and saying, okay... A lot more of the of the persistence is further along, or or in a better state than Star Marine. So let's start rolling that stuff out. And I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, how quickly that stuff starts coming out. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, did you guys see the Nick's Landing Zone preview video at the bottom of the page? Yeah, pretty nice. I like Isn't it. That wasn't that cool? I mean, I do you think that the that the uh, the Hornet there was on auto autopilot, like they had uh, you know contacted ground control and were being sort of led in? The yeah, cursor kind of looked like it was being moved by a real person. It was huh? organic. It looked organic. Okay. Okay. I, I I will I will be thrilled if I am wrong, but the impression that I've got is that um that that stuff will be autopilot. Um, that we will request permission to land, and then um the uh, control tower will take over and land us. I I would be super thrilled to be wrong, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Hmm. What in WoW? What was the big bird used to fly around between areas? Uh, is it a phoenix? Griffin? Griffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which, you know, actually was, you know, kind of fun. You know, just, you know, kind of cruise around. You get to see, like, yeah. I mean, it would be, like, fun, you know, the first couple times you did it, like, and then realize you had to go back and pick something else up. And, you know, it got it got boring, you know, if you did it too much. But uh, um, I, that's kind of what I thought. is like, you know, it, you know, you just kind of get to cruise along and be a passenger and just kind of, you know, look at how um, all the cool stuff that's going by. Yeah, and and there is a lot of cool stuff. Nyx is creepy and dark, and um, all the things that I like about uh, space. Mm. It looks kind of run down. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, well, I think it is. I think it's like a it's a depleted mining operation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
But speaking of things that Jimmy likes, I bet I know something Jimmy likes. Yeah, that would have to do with electronic warfare, or E-War, as the kids call it. All right, John, uh, you want to go uh, go get a pizza, and we'll just let Jimmy go for the next 45 minutes or so? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm already I'm set. Settle in, folks. Settle in. <laughs> All right, have at it, killer. Um, so I'm going to go through a large portion of the actual doc, um, just because it makes more sense to go that route. But basically, uh, players can alter their ship signatures. Uh, every ship has a signature. And players are able to alter that ship signature by adjusting different components. Propulsion, um, external hard points, and internal hard points. Uh, this is something that I've been playing with in my Ghost Hornet. Uh, basically, you know, you shut down your engines, you shut down your weapons, and you watch your signature drop each time. You take that, you hide behind a rock, and you're virtually invisible. Um, Iron Man and I played with this a while ago, real briefly, where I basically hugged up against a rock and I shut everything down and asked him to try and find me. And we basically played hide-and-go-seek, which I want to do again. And uh, he had a hell of a time finding me. I actually had to power up, come away from the rock, and start going after him before I popped up on his radar. Hmm. So, <clears throat> so captains who spend their money... Uh, pursuing ships with the lowest possible signature are going to do so at the cost of installing the best weapons or the best systems um, or other parts of their ships. And that makes sense. A shield uh, generator with a low electronic uh, electromagnetic signature, for example, is going to trade overall shield strength. Uh, the hopes uh, that the uh, ship mount that the ship mounting won't be spotted in the first place. So you're going to take a hit on, you know, you're not going to have the, the best shield generator in the game but you're kind of rolling the dice and hoping that the shield generator that you have signature is so low that it's not going to matter because someone's not going to see you anyway so will the um the now is the the sentinel um which is the the e-war variant of the vanguard right correct now is that going to be better at hiding or better at finding ships that are hidden it seems like it's going to be better at finding ships that are hidden. Um, okay. it's, it seems like it's um, an aggressor. Okay. Um, so there are different types of signatures, um, and this will uh, kind of cater to uh, or, or lays the foundation for the different types of V-War that you can do. You know, some of it is going to be more passive. Some of it is going to be more aggressive. So um, the different signature types, uh, infrared signature, uh, powered components on a ship generate heat. Uh, most of this heat uh, is uh, connected by the cooling system, system depending on the efficiency, uh, and ejected from the craft via heat exchanges. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to kind of reduce that infrared signature by playing with those coolant systems. Um, and that is one of the ways that, that signatures are able to be detected. Um, electromagnetic signature. Uh, that's anything that is consuming power. Again, this goes back to the kind of experimenting with the ghost. Um, mm -hmm. As you shut systems down, uh, your electromagnetic signature is also reduced. Uh, in normal circumstances, the uh, primary contributor uh, will be a ship's uh, energy weapons and uh, shields and power plant. One of the things I thought was really cool was, you know, if you if you go to if you look at movies like or shows like Star Trek, um, you know, they'll say things like power up the uh you know the uh the weapons 
And it's it's a little thing, you know, and you hear it in different sci-fi uh, genre, different genres where they're like, you know, power up the weapons or power up the shields. Uh, Star Trek's really big on that, you know, power, you know, shields, shields up. And Chris and CIG, I think, are really just spot on on that, because if you want to lower your electromagnetic shield uh, signature, your electromagnetic signature, you're going to want to have your energy weapons off, you mm-hmm. know, and you might even want to have your shields off. You know, I know currently it's a slow recharge rate on shields, so that's kind of a pretty dangerous game to play. But the more systems are off, the less electromagnetic signature you're going to give off. Now, can you can you play this this sort of cat and mouse or hide and seek game now with the ghost and the tracker? Does does the tracker have its functionality working where it can do these sorts of uh, you know uh, high precision scans? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, I don't have a tracker. But I don't think that the ability to search for these signatures is really in the game yet. And, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, two other signatures to keep in mind. Uh, cross-section. Uh, the ship's cross-section can uh, be detected by radar sweeps, just like radar systems in the 20th century. So the larger the ship, the bigger cross-section you're going to give off. This is one of the reasons why I've stuck with my Constellation, um, as opposed to going with a Genesis... Um, or you know, or or a uh, Carrick. They're well, not not everybody can pilot a Genesis, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But some some guys can pilot two of them, and not at the same time. Watch me. Uh huh. Um, but the thing is, you know, your Genesis is going to give off a much larger cross section than my Constellation. It's gonna be it's gonna be the turd in the punch bowl, dude. Yeah, basically. Sorry, no offense, turd Ferguson. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, turd. But uh, but yeah. So you know, for me, the constellation is the biggest ship that I want currently, so that I can play with. How much of my signature can I reduce? And then the last signature is four. Like I said earlier, infrared signature, electromagnetic cross section, and then the last one is unique ship signature. Your ship's unique signature is a one of a kind identifier, similar to a VIN number on a car. Uh, trans, uh, the ship transponder broadcasts they, what they call red tags to other ships in the area, letting them know by default that the pilots, letting them know by default the pilots' registration information. Uh, and I love this part in the post. Certain unscrupulous players may wish to tamper with their transponder in uh, order to display a fake ID for a limited time. I don't know who would want to do that. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, of course, uh, they'll first have to find someone that has the skill to do this. Uh, again, very exciting for me. Not only do I want to be able to display a false ID, but I also want to have the skill to make those false IDs. So little things that kind of lend themselves to the type of gameplay that I want beyond just the E-War. Um, legality. They mentioned that the UEE mandates that all ships maintain a minimum signature of each type while in UEE space for public safety purposes. Uh, makes sense. You know, it's mm-hmm. like having, uh, you know, your, your driving lights on at night or, or your running lights on uh, in fog. So um, if you're but the thing is, anyone caught uh, possibly masking their signature will invite suspicion from local law enforcement. But if your signature is low enough. Spotting you in the first place might not be that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, well, is that going to like generate uh, uh, missions for guys in a cutlass blue? Was like we've got this guy that uh, 
he's uh, he's flying around uh, in uh, an aurora pretending he's an Idris. Yeah, no, it's very possible. Um, you know, and and it'll be I'll be curious as to see. You know, you might be flying around in a whole sea, and you might be throwing out a false tag that you're you know uh, in an aurora. You know, and a pirate's going to see that and be like, oh, not worth not worth bothering to deal with. Right. Right. Or it could be the other way around where, you know, you were carrying, you know, huge amounts of contraband and you 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 uh, throw off a signal that you're a Mustang. Um, so the authorities are going to say, you know, well, the Mustang's likely not smuggling anything uh, uh, worth our time. So just, you know, don't pay attention. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, so going on um, radar and scanning. They have, there's two types of um, scanning. There's passive. Uh, player lets the information come to them. Uh, this is, in my opinion, what's currently in the game. Uh, you know, and then active. Well, actually, I think there's kind of a hybrid in the game currently. So passive is, you know, in my, in my opinion, what you currently see in Arena Commander are the blips on the screen. Uh-huh. And then active would be when you lock onto a target. So, um... So basically, the player's ship is uh, actively looking for information around their ship. Uh, this emits a much higher signal, so that makes them uh, more likely to be seen as well. Uh, looks to be uh, everything, uh, another captain. Uh, it basically, it, it, you're able to see from what the document says, you should be able to see everything another captain's bringing to the party, which is crazy. You know, um, if you've got a good enough scanner, you're able to see what kind of weapons they have, what kind of shielding they have, you know, beyond just what type of ship it is. So as far as E-War goes, this is very handy. You know, if you know the weakness of that ship and if you're dark and they can't see you and you've got the element of surprise, you could potentially, if you're if you're a good E-War pilot, you can wreak a lot of havoc on somebody's ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're not supposed to be able to get away with that in civilized space, right? Yeah, this is, I think a lot of this stuff has got more to do with, with, you know, combat with, you know, being out in uncivilized space. Um, and, you know, who knows? I mean, the thing is, the large world maps are going to be so big, cops can't be everywhere. Right. So, right. And then uh, they talked a little bit about uh, contact states, um, which undetectable, uh, uncertain contact, unscanned target, and scan target. And these are, I think, varying degrees of what we see in AC now. Um, undetectable would be, you know, me, dark, on a rock, um, Certain uncertain contact would be, you know, when you're in AC and someone flies behind a uh, an asteroid, uh, it, it tends to the the signal disappears and pops back up and disappears and pops back up. Right, you lose your lock on them. Right. Yeah. Uh, unscanned target would probably be a target that you get a lock on, and then scan target would give you all the information available for that ship. Okay. So then, the thing that I find the most interesting is offensive based electronic warfare. And I find it interesting, not for the obvious reason, not to be the aggressor, but um, to use it defensively. Um, EMP is probably the thing I'm most interested in. Hmm. Um, I think we all know, you know, EMP disrupts uh, a target's pipes, uh, it overloads the uh, ship, forces it to shut down and restart. Uh, mm -hmm. The more severe the hit, the longer the ship uh, will be down uh, before it automatically reboots. This is a big one for me. Um, I'm really curious about exploring this because if a pirate comes up on me, my goal is to shut them down and get away. I don't want to fight with them. You know, I'm not going right. to win. And, and my goal isn't to win. My goal has never been to beat a pirate or beat a cop. My goal is to get away. 
Right. So this is the thing that I find the most interesting. And this is the thing that I'm really going to be curious about diving into. Some other things that are really cool, um, data missile sp- uh, data spike missiles. I figured that was going to be the one that was going to be your favorite. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. And that, that's the other one that I'm, I'm curious about looking into. But I think that the data spike missile is really going to be a pirate's best friend. Yeah. Be- because yeah. they're going to get a lock. They're going to fire it like a harpoon. Um, hit the ship and basically shut her down. Uh, distortion uh, disrupts the target's uh, power flow uh, to all components. Uh, hit will temporarily reduce uh, the power plant uh, for maximum output. I think a distortion a distortion is more useful in dogfighting. Um, it seems like it's something that you have to hit a target, hit a target, hit a target. You know what I mean? And kind of bring their shields down enough to the point where you're able to do more damage quickly. And then uh, you've got uh, Signal uh, Intercept, which is the most passive form of electronic warfare. Uh, Signal Intercept covers the basics of uh, interfering with the target's communication or scanners. So basically, this is another thing that I'm interested in as far as being able to, if someone uh, has a lock on me, being able to drop that lock. Uh, And then, uh, you know, and then you've also got special equipment. So I think this falls in line with the Herald. Special equipment uh, includes ship-mounted antenna systems, custom avionic modules uh, to aid with storage, decryption, uh, encryption of transmissions, uh, things like that. So I think you'll see specialized equipment on the Herald. I think you'll see specialized equipment um, on the Sentinel. Uh, and I'm very curious as to seeing uh, as to taking that specialized equipment and and putting it into my Andromeda to just make it basically unstoppable and and again not unstoppable combat wise but literally unstoppable right they can't shut you down right right and that's that's the goal for me and and that's why the the certain components of electronic warfare i just find absolutely amazing um i could talk about this forever i'm gonna probably wrap it up a little bit um basically say go check out the document but they Uh, have no, uh, no decoy missile I'm getting there. I'm okay, getting there. you got to cover the decoy missile because this is all that matters. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, defensive. Well, that's that's um, offensive-based electronic warfare, and that's the thing that I found the most interesting. Um, but defensive-based electronic warfare, you've got uh, EM flares. Uh, these, I'm assuming, work similar to the flares we currently have. Mm-hmm. Um, they're used uh, to help mask uh, the launch of a data module. Uh, from an info runner like the Herald, uh, they'll replace the standard IR flare when uh, loading into a ship. Uh, you know, you can use multiple flare types, which is nice. Uh, you've got heat chaff uh, serving as a countermeasure to EM flares. You've got data chaff. Um, since every ship is not equipped with a full EWAR suite, pilots can use data chaff to guard against attacks. Oh, you would check my email inbox. It's full of data chaff. Exactly. Uh, so data chaff is also an interesting one uh, for me to have on board. And then, of course, clearly John's favorite, the decoy missile. <laughs> uh, a missile that, uh, when fired, broadcasts broadcast appropriate signatures to assume the identity of a particular ship. Uh, however, the cross-section cannot be spoofed. And this is totally Firefly um, or Serenity. And if you remember in Serenity, when um, the agent wanted to get a lock on uh, Serenity, the, and the guy came back and was like, sir, we have six. Because they had six, they shot out six different decoys. That, uh, oh, yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this to me seems like that. Also a very cool thing to have. Uh, so yeah. So if you know, so if you're out there and a pirates, you know, you know that there are pirates out there, you can launch two, three, four missile decoys, and they'll give false readings. But visually, your cross section can't be spoofed. So if they're close enough, then the decoy missile isn't really going to work. It's really kind of, in my opinion, more of a long range type of uh, type of situation. Right. Yeah. And then uh, you've got uh, scan shielding, so you've got home modifications, uh, like for example, void armor on the ghost uh, shielding. Uh, you know, uh, standard craft shielding, secondary shielding. Uh, these are all things to kind of protect against uh, e warfare. Um, and then uh, scan shield components, uh, international uh, internal modifications, which I'm very excited about because if it seems like you're really going to be able to dial in specialties in your suites. Uh, like, for example, I'm hoping that the Constellation has two science um, two science areas. And then because E-War falls into the um, science mod. And so that will allow for me to have a couple of different types of um, specialized E-War uh, components in the science slots in the ship. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, but I mean that's 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 a pretty it's a pretty deep overview. Um, they had mentioned that uh, you're going to see a lot more in the future. Um, that this is just basically kind of the first iteration. Uh, there's going to be another document specifically about hacking. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I, clearly, I think that the, you know this is a great first step, and there are some things that I'm really excited about. Um, really looking forward to seeing more about hacking. Really, excuse me, looking forward to seeing more about info running. And of course, the P-Star Resistance, if you will, uh, is going to be that smuggling document that I'm just dying for. Tony, if you're listening, smuggling document. <laughs> so you're not disappointed? This, no. This did, this did not leave you like feeling, you know, like something was missing? No, this, this opened up um, opportunities that I was looking for to experiment in my ship. Um, well, and, yeah. Well, folks, folks at home, uh, you know, if it, it passed muster with Jimmy, it's it's a good document. It's a great This is read. what he's been waiting for. Yeah, it's, it's like I said. It's, so it's, in the part where they talk about unique ship signature, um, and I don't know if it's your words or their words, um, but it says uh, you have to find someone with the skills to do this. Um, their words. Okay. Do you think... What do you think that sort of gameplay will be? Uh, I'm I'm going to say it's going to be something along the lines of making fake IDs. Like you'll have to have I I I don't know you'll have to have the right components. Um, you know if it's not a skill or a turn based game mechanic, which they said they're trying to stay away from, then I, I'm not really sure. You know, um, do but, you think they would have some sort of like in-game uh, computer with an operating system that you have to understand to to pull this stuff off? Yeah, I, I'm going to say that potentially it's going to be that. And then the computer system is what the kind of roll of the dice is as far as <coughs> oh. how good that tag is. Sorry. Um, and then, or alternatively, they'll do something like you have to go and find uh, NPCs. And those NPCs will have varying degrees of skill at making those fake IDs. Like, for example, if you want the best 
fake tags in the galaxy, you have to go to Spider. And Spider is a very dangerous place to go because pirates love to hang out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say it's going to be one of those two things. I think you're right, John, in that that roll of the dice, if they do that type of mechanic, will be some sort of computer module. Um, and then alternatively, they'll maybe look to do it with NPCs. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that stuff works out. Yeah, totally. How How they plan on doing those types because the thing is those i would imagine that they're going to want to have varying degrees of successfulness on those types of tags so i'm curious to see how they plan on doing that that kind of like i said roll of the dice type of mechanic in the game well this kind of falls into the same boat as hacking and you would think that hacking would be something that is sort of more involved where you're not just clicking a button and then it rolls the dice there would right. be some sort of um i don't understanding know understanding of the program yeah and not a mini game because right. it doesn't seem like they want to do that sort of thing so yeah if it was some kind of os where you have to know you just have to know certain things to get past windows and firewalls and that right, kind of right, stuff right. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's that's a good point as well. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully, they'll have in the hacking mechanic uh, or the hacking hacking doc, uh, they'll have information on uh, on changing uh, ship I- on spoofing ship IDs. It seems like it would be a logical place to have that. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think uh, you'll be able to hack time? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> wow. Einstein would be interested in that. He would be, yeah. Um, what's that from, John? Uh, oh my gosh, Kung Fury. Oh right, I knew it was for oh, something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing too is um, they've they've alluded to the fact that you can change your you can spoof your name too. You can change your ID, like when you go through um, the security scanner on a planet that you can have fake ID, your own fake ID as well. So I'm going to say that that's probably got something to do with hacking too. Yeah, yeah. But overall, great document. Um, Definitely worth reading. Um, I've covered a fair bit of it, so you might not necessarily have to go read it. Um, But that's because I'm excited! Yay! E-war. E-war. It's what's for breakfast. The hashtag wasn't really working on Twitter. People were doing hashtag E dash war, which only hashtags E, which is that's kind not, of kind that's of not a broad really way to do it. No. They brought the Elvis impersonators out of the woodwork, though. I'm sure. All right. Well, speaking of Star Marine, we got an update. We get one every week, you know. And uh, just real quickly here, they said, we're making good progress with the animation work needed to get the first release of the module finished, but as always, it's going to take time to make sure we're doing it right. The effects of the Great Merge are also starting to subside. I guess they're, they're at some point in the development process, they broke, they broke uh, you know, Arena Commander away from you know, the social module, away from the first-person shooter. So they had different development tracks, but they're in the process of putting those all back together. That must have um, been that must have been painful. Like I, th- I think it is yeah. still. Yeah, totally. Um, so they anyway, there's plenty more work to do in that area, but they're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So um, 
Well, that's all I have to say about that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, nice Thank job, Forrest. 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> Thank you. Vanguard variants. I, I think, uh, John, we were saying last week if they released the social module, they wouldn't release the social module because they were going to have the concept sale and they wouldn't, they couldn't possibly do the two, both of those things on the same day. Well, they made liars out of us. Didn't oh, they? it was a busy Friday. Oh, it's crazy Friday. Hey, wait a second. <coughs> you uh, you kind of skimmed over something that they showed in the Star Marine update. Oh, did I? They 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 showed the Devastator, the shotgun, shooting no. it. Oh, did you see that? No. The video at the no. bottom. Oh, yeah. Didn't. It's some it's some sort of like electrical charge. Oh, so we were right. That's those are like battery cells or something. It is, but they it's I don't know. It's kind of I think it looks like it's expelling some kind of chaff or something and then it electrocutes. I don't know. It's pretty cool looking. It looks painful. Yeah. Like um it it actually it's funny. It actually kind of looks like um a taser. Yeah. Only without the, or without the the wired ends, you yeah, know, the way that it kind true. of spiders out into like four or five uh, contact points. Uh-huh. Oh no, it kind of reminds me of the flat cannon from Unreal. You guys ever play Unreal? Uh, not very much. Yeah. Mm, well, you missed out. Yeah, that looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, don't, they don't, show the don't personal... stand in the, in the same room if you have a pacemaker. Totally. They show the personal shield as well. You didn't see the videos. Yeah, how did you not watch the videos? Because there's a lot of stuff to cover this week. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. Yeah, this this got me excited again. Yeah, the pers- <laughs> personal shield generators are very very cool. Yeah, it was um, it was one of the things I really liked about being a smuggler in uh, Old Republic. Um, I really, for a little while, I really got into PvP in Old Republic um, as a gunslinging smuggler. And I love the personal shield generator, so I'm excited to see that we're going to have one uh, in Star Marine. Cool. Now can we talk about Vanguard variants? Yes, Yes. you may move on now. Thank you. And then there were three. Okay, I'm quoting again. Earlier this year, Aegis Dynamics revealed the A3G Vanguard Warden to the civilian market. I bought one at the time, you know. I did too. Today, two additional variants previously provided to the United Empire of Earth military are now available. The Vanguard is the Empire's premier deep space fighter designed for maximum crew survivability on long-duration missions. The military treats the Vanguard as a robust platform capable of being modified for any number of missions. Today, that we are pleased to reveal the Vanguard Sentinel and the Vanguard Harbinger, two of the most popular Vanguard configurations ever to dogfight in deep space. And that sale is going to go through the 7th, Monday the 7th of uh, September, so for another week. Um, so, we got, um, so we have the Warden, which was the one that originally, they put it back on sale too. Uh, which was the original one that went on sale back uh, a, a couple months ago, and it's the standard model. It's adapted from Rough and Ready. It's the adapted from the Rough and Ready version used by the military, and it is same price as it was uh, before, two fifty. 
Um, the Sentinel, uh, which uh, uh, they advertise by saying, why take damage when you don't have to? The Sentinel is a ship that's designed to fight smart instead of taking enemies head on. Jimmy, sounds like uh, right up your alley there. Mm-hmm. 265 for that one. <coughs> Excuse me. I got what Jimmy got. Um, Harbinger. Hit hard and get home alive. The Vanguard Harbinger is Earth's standard fighter bomber converting the standard Warden model's escape pod into a potent bomb bay. And that one is the uh, the Cadillac of the lot, 280 American dollars. Uh, so, uh, Jimmy, uh, did, you, um, did you make any transactions? So I was very, very excited, and I was at work, and I didn't read through the entire document. So I immediately um, cross-chassis upgrade, upgraded to a Sentinel. What's funny, though, is while I was going through that process, I was like, well, I'm a little bit bummed out. I, I mean, I'm excited to have the E-War variant, but I'm a little bummed out because I actually kind of liked the Warden as well. And mm-hmm. I like the, the toughness, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to trying it in Arena Commander. And then I scrolled down a little bit further, and I'm like, oh, I could have just bought the... E-War modules. Right. So the thing is, it wasn't a big deal because it ended up being the same amount of money. So I just ended up buying the Warden modules. So I cross chassis upgraded to the Sentinel and bought the Warden modules, which I think is really cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think it's really cool that, that they allow for that now. And going forward, that's going to be a great way. You know, you can stick with one variant. Like, I'm really excited about the Sentinel. But I know that I can go fall back on and remod it to the warden if I want to do something different with it. Well, this this was something that kind of confused me a little bit. Um, the the add-ons, obviously, the upgrades that you could purchase were essentially just. Um, it's not. I don't think it's actually technically a cross chassis because cross chassis would imply that you're going from one ship chassis to another. So, like, you can cross chassis like from a Mustang to an M50. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I think it's just an upgrade, but um, uh, so they, you know, they offer that, and, and that made sense uh, to me, you know, because they had offered the warden before, and people knew that there were going to be variants at some point, but they wanted to get in on the LTI right. and um, uh, and uh, add that ship to their their hangar. Um, but the add-ons, um, and we'll read the description here. It says it's a set of battlefield upgrade kits, which are also available for those who would like to keep their older Vanguard wardens. The upgrade kits function as an in-universe part set, which convert the existing ships to the variant specifications. This allows you to swap between the abilities of the ward, Sentinel, or Harbinger at will. The upgrade kits exist in worlds similar to the interior retaliator upgrade pods and do not change the styling of the individual ships, just the weapons and other upgrades installed. So that description makes it sound like that they're modules. Yeah, they so, are. Um, but in previous descriptions, they were saying that there were ships that were modular that you could plug and play with the modules. And then there were ships that were variants that had defined roles. Um, and that, uh, that was going to remain a distinction going forward. Um, and, uh, the thing that really jumped out at me was, uh, at will when they said that you could swap these things at will. And I'll skip ahead a little bit here for just a second to reverse the verse. Uh, this week where they said that the battlefield upgrade kits are designed to upgrade the components but not the look of the vanguard variants and can be utilized in the field (coughs) 
Now, to me, that's a huge immersion killer because essentially you can fly out there into a single battle with all three ships in one. No, I don't. I I don't think that's what they mean. Um, I think that they mean that in your hangar or or in a, a group hangar, uh, wherever you store those modules, you're able to swap them out on the fly. Um, I do not think that everything to me indicates that, that 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 is not something you cannot fly with all three module variants. Because the thing is, that whole module, the whole um, living quarter module, mm-hmm. swaps the out. Escape pod. Yeah, that whole thing swaps out. So you have the the bomber module, the harbinger module, the sentinel module, and the warden module. And then if you look at the pictures of the ships, the sentinel, for example, has a radar dish where the gunnery turret is. Mm -hmm. So I would guess that you own a warden, um, and then you buy the sentinel add-on package. And what that is is it comes with the the escape pod living quarters slash um, hardware for E-War. And then the turrets swap out, so you swap out the guns for the radar system. And uh, that that's something that, yes, you can swap out on the fly, but I think what they mean by that is on the fly in wherever those items are stored. Okay, I'm just saying in reverse the verse, they said can be utilized in the field. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, I, I, I think there might be some confusion in the way that it's being presented. I can't imagine... You know, unless unless you have those modules on a uh, carrier. Yeah, I I no you know? I I I mean maybe maybe that's what they mean. I, yeah. I hope that's the case because if it's basically turn a dial and your ship morphs into a different variant, I mean that that boo. There's no way. Like that. There's yeah, there's no, no way. way. I can't imagine that they would do something <clears throat> like that. Maybe maybe the the logical thought here is that if you're on an Idris. Um, you know, or, or, or bigger that you can just store those modules. So you can take out, you know, your, um, your warden and store your E, your E variant, your Sentinel modules on board the ship. But I, I'm pretty confident that you're going to have to be in some sort of hangar to make those swaps. I hope now, so. if it's a ship hangar, it's still a hangar. Okay, because it's hurting my immersion. My immersion's got a cramp in it. I think I think your immersion will be fine. Okay. Well, they are putting up a Q and A a Q and A for it on Wednesday and Friday. So I posted my concern to the oh, thread, cool. and we'll we'll see we'll see if they respond. It's it's a good concern, so we'll probably see it. I think um, every time you've posted a, a question in a um, in a Q and A for a ship, they've answered it, haven't they? No, if by every time you mean none, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't you ask some questions on um, the Genesis? Um, I did, and uh, they didn't answer them. Oh, um, I thought I saw I, them I, in there. Chris did answer one of my questions once, and it was it was something really important, like what's your favorite color, or um, today's th- Thursday, right? Well, maybe today, maybe maybe this Q and A will be will be the day. For a ship I don't even own anymore. <laughs> perfect. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does. I you know I had like seventy five questions for the Starliner. They answered none of them. So and, and that's not that's I'm you know that's 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 fine. I mean I I I, I get they 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 pick what they pick and uh, I got no I got no uh, sour grapes over that. It's just um... <sighs> maybe the problem was that you submitted seventy five questions. Could be. I could. 
could be. I'm a bit wordy. All right. So um, anyway, the uh, sale is ongoing. You know what? Um, we'll check it for next time. But I, I didn't look at the numbers to see uh, if it was uh, how successful it was. But uh, um, I think folks were pretty excited about it. So I mean, there was so much to be excited about. You had your social module. You had your uh, your concept sale. Boy, it's just it's crazy. It's madness. I tell you, madness. Um, so in around the verse, real quick, uh, they we did get a, and this happened to be on Thursday. We got the Vanguard sneak peek with the <coughs> designer himself, Mr. Germach uh, Basin, uh, he, and he talked about the different pods for the different variants of the Vanguard: the Escape Pod for the Warden, the E Pod for the Sentinel, the Bomb Pod for the Harbinger. Pods, pods, pods. Um, like you a, do and love I love your pods. Yeah, and you can see, uh, John, I included a picture for you. Uh, I know Jimmy's seen this before, um, but this is what a pods looks like here in California. Oh, what? Oh, pods. I, no, I know what pods are. I just I didn't connect the word with the thing. Yeah, and I'd like to point out that in California, when we're like moving boxes and stuff, we wear heels and dress slacks. And you yeah, point the pod yep. towards the street. So that it, we, you have to go around it to put the stuff in, so everybody knows what you're putting in there. All That's the, how we roll. All these things make perfect sense. <laughs> and I'll tweet that picture out just because it's so cool. Um, and by cool, I mean silly. All right. Um, and uh, so anyway, as I was saying before, I just don't get the difference between a module and a pod. And so I posted some questions. Hopefully, they'll uh, they'll maybe take a look at them. There's so many uh, things wrong with this picture. Like yeah, like the 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 under part where you would put, uh, I don't know what they use to pick those things up, but the the tines or whatever is pointing towards the grass. So how did they put it down there? This yeah. is true. Yep, that doesn't work. The garage door's closed. Why is the garage door closed? Exactly. Where, where are you, put, where are you putting these things? She's not lifting correctly either. She isn't, man. That it's box like... has nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> that picture has nothing in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, in uh, Ship Shape this week, uh, Lisa O talked about multi-crew ships and crew stations. They're, they got Currently, they got nine distinct stations. They are Captain, Pilot, Engineering, Tactics, <coughs> Navigation, Turret, Science, Communications, and Security. All very cool things. Um, so stuff we'll be learning about more in the future, I am sure. Um uh, we're going to talk about the uh, hashtag I'm a star citizen uh, thing in the next show. So we'll skip right over that. Um, although, except we will mention that there is a contest and they're going to be giving out uh, vanguards because apparently they ran out of free glaives. So they're going to just start giving away anything that isn't nailed down. I That's like cool. Jimmy, How many... Jimmy's version of the hashtag more. I am star citizen. <laughs> ah, whoops. <laughs> That's how we roll in California. Um, and then let's see, I mentioned about the uh, the Battlefield Upgrade kits and my problems with them, or my, my challenge. Uh, the Hornet lineup might get Battlefield Upgrade kits someday as well, so they're just making it worse. Thank you. Um, next week's Ship Shape may cover the Avenger. <laughs> Yay! Maybe we'll get some indication of what those three variants are, although I don't know what a variant is anymore. Um, Arc Corp is you now. You need a hug. I do. You need a hug. I need. I need a hug. I need, I need a hug and a and a warm poultice. I need a poultice. Too far. Poultice. I too just f- like saying poultice. Too far. Took it okay. too far. 
too far. You'll say poultice, Ar- but you won't say what was that other word? <laughs> I can't remember. What was the other word I wouldn't say? The the word from last week. I think it started with an H. Remember? And then Ace said it. Uh, oh, so upgrade. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Um. Oh man. We no, were... bespoke. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that was hilarious. And and folks out there in podcast land, that was not. We did not plan that. That happened organically. It was creepy. <laughs> It was creepy. Um, uh, and of Art Corp, as it is now in the social module, is but a grain of sand. Soon, TM, we will see the whole beach. So in the theaters of your mind, let that foment. Right now, it's just a son of a beach. It is. Just a ah. little itty-bitty itty son of a beach. And one thing that I wanted to point out from 10 for the Chairman, episode 63, which came out a week ago was, um, well, there were a couple of cool things. Um, uh, one was a concept, uh, a piece of concept art that uh, Chris showed in relation or uh, relative to the rover, which is coming with the Aquila. And uh, it's, it's no buggy. That's, it's, like a, it's like a Humvee on steroids. It's pretty I mean, big. It is, yeah, it's pretty bad big. Ass. That I, is bad. I really hope they figure out, like, with, with a keyboard... I cannot drive my buggy. Um, with a controller, you can. And this is um, interesting in that, like, for whatever reason, they've disabled uh, caps lock for walking. Mm-hmm. So you can't walk in the game anymore unless you have a controller because the controller allows for slow ramp up. So I would imagine it's pretty easy for you to drive your buggy around your hangar, right, Cleve? Uh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a nightmare for for me because I go, I, it's like literally picture getting in your car and just slamming on your gas. That's that, what it's like. That's for why me to... it's so much fun, though. Yeah. And then you uh-huh. got a boost when you go up the ramps in the in the uh, asteroid hangar. You get some air. It's 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 foot to the floor or it's nothing. So I really <laughs> hope they figure something out in regards to balancing that because I love my buggy, but I can't drive it anywhere. I don't think driving <laughs> has ever been good with a keyboard, and I don't think it ever will be. No. So, I mean, but I think this this rover is probably going to be pretty slow. So, it probably won't matter much. Well, you know, John, in uh, Borderlands, the driving with the keyboard was not too bad. No. But, I mean, it is um, not analog. And driving, you kind of need analog. But yeah. if you yeah. get used to the keyboard, it can work. It's just <coughs> never going to be ideal. I don't know. Maybe... They can do some kind of magic or use the mouse for driving. I don't know. Something, because I literally drive like a lunatic. Well, you use your mouse to move your ship around. So, I mean, they could they could put the steering on the mouse and then the acceleration on the keyboard. Like you they do in the acceler- They could put the acceleration on the, um, on the wheel on the mouse. Although, I know some people That's don't possible. have a wheel. What? Who doesn't have a wheel? Weirdos. Who doesn't have a wheel on their mouse? I I, I, I don't. What? See? Are you using like an Apple mouse or something? No, I've got um I've got a trackball. Um hey Tony, how's it going? I've got a trackball uh that has like the marble in the middle. 
Can I just say, I, I used to have a trackball, and I loved the trackball, and my wife shamed me into getting rid of it. You should never use a trackball. Trackballs rule. <laughs> On this, we must disagree. All right. I mean, I I also have the uh, the trackball that you use your thumb on, but uh, at at uh, at work I always use the uh, I like the other one. I like the center one better. Yeah, the center one's badass. Mm-hmm. It's true. Take, takes a real man. Real man. Real men use trackballs. Oh, I miss my trackball. <laughs> well, you know, relationships are hard. Yeah. So she shamed me mercilessly about having a trackball. You shouldn't feel bad. You should feel good about yourself. You're moving up in the world. It's an upgrade. I actually think she said kind of the same thing to me. There you go. See, Master uh-huh. Race, we use mice. <laughs> the Master Race uses mice. There's a there's a Hitchhiker's Guide joke in there somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, I, here I thought was an interesting question or a clever question. Uh, someone who was complaining that sprinting in social situations is immersion breaking. And that was one thing I definitely noticed when I went into uh, the social module for the first time. Yeah. Is everyone's running around like idiots. Hate it. And it's like, and it looks, it looks stupid. Yeah. Hate it. But like I said, for whatever reason, they've disabled um, cap locks because you used to, <clears throat> you used to be able to push cap locks and walk. And yeah. you can't do that anymore. And the and if you go into the keyboard settings, it, it says walk with cap locks. But yeah. for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a bug. I'm assuming it is, but it's just been disabled. And yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. And again, the only people that can walk around in the social mod are those of you with controllers. Yeah. And well, you know, uh, 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 be reassured, Chris said, nah, I like to sprint everywhere I go. So sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then one last thing, I think we have discussed this before about where we are, where are we going to store our stuff? And, uh, Chris said that our, our hangars are going to have cargo storage capacity and we will also be able to rent storage capacity on various planets. So we can be far away from home, uh, uh, where our hangar is and, uh, still go and rent space for storage on another planet, which for a guy that's dealing in, you know, questionable goods, you may want to have lockers all over the place. Very true. Yeah. So it's going to be just like renting storage in the real world or pods, renting a pods, pods, renting pods. You just like boxes. pods. Pods. Yeah. I mean, every time I drive by, when there's somebody in my neighborhood that has one, every time I drive by, it's pods, pods. <laughs> Do they, are they just going around like saying that just brainlessly? <laughs> I got a pods. No, no I pods. am. I, I am. I need pods over here. Yeah. Yeah. Got a delivery of pads for you. <laughs> I don't know why. Why all of a sudden I'm in uh, in Maine? <laughs> yeah, oh, the pods. <laughs> we store our cranberries in pods. Yeah, it's the bogs. We go straight from the bogs to the pods. <laughs> wow! Because you see, cranberries they they grow them in bogs, uh-huh. and then they 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 put them in pods. <laughs> oh, so guys, if I wanted to start an online pods community. I hope someone stops me. Because <laughs> that should never be allowed to happen. This needs to stop now. Okay, I'm going to be quiet for now. You guys take it take it from here. John? Oh, oh God. I, I, I'd like to start an engine community for MakeyBot, 
but specifically for people that play MakeyBot on the toilet. Didn't we do this? We've done this one We've already. Did we do this, this one already? I'm yes. sick. MakeyBot on the toilet. Yeah, you're MakeyBot on the toilet community. Well, I, I haven't started that community yet. Tell me how. <coughs> you know how. You go to engine.com where they have easy-to-use tools. Don't even have to know HTML or CSS like Jimmy. And uh, you can, what you are can these, make it. What are what? these big words you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can make a website pretty easily. And it's free. Enjin.com. If you were playing MakeyBot on the toilet and for some reason you only wanted to make a website for other people that played MakeyBot on the toilet, then you could do that. It's a specialized community. <laughs> it's a very special community. Somebody wanted to know where to find MakeyBot and we didn't know how to spell it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was our, our friend over um, in Denmark, was it? Norway or Switzerland? Switzerland, maybe no. somewhere over there. Uh, but uh, Jimmy, how do you spell MakeyBot? MakeyBot is M A K I B O T. It's MakeyBot: A Forest Journey. There you go. So check it out. I hope the MakeyBot developers hear this and make a game called MakeyBot on the Toilet. <laughs> that would be a fantastic sequel. That's right, because sooner or later, everyone has to um, support Engine. <laughs> well, no, great, we've done see, that. See, that was a real segue. That wasn't one of these, speaking of Ronald Jenkins, Yeah, we weren't talking about Ronald Jenkins. Well, the other voices in my head were, support him. Check him out at www.ronaldjenkies.com. Support me. I'm going on vacation. Yay. I'm Star Gleep. Uh, actually, no, I'm not anymore. I am TGWS Gleep. Um, TGWS Pipe Gleep, to be more, more what? specific. Huh? TGW Stroke S Pipe Gleep. <laughs> what, what? Stroke? What? Stroke S Pipe Gleep. We're going we're gonna to talk more about this in the community uh, show, right? Because I actually have questions about this change. Okay, well, I, that's what you see how I teased it there. I know it's nice. I like it. Yeah. So uh, check the show notes for all my contact deets. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? As always, I am most chattery on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me over at the official RSI site as well as versecast.org under my handle Jackson J A X S U N. And by all means, please email me over at Jimmy at versecast.org. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on all the places uh, at the only Jonto, uh, especially uh, check out my Pinterest account. Been pinning a lot lately, you know, uh, pizza recipes and uh, flan, really into flan right now. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you should email the show at comms at versecast.org. You should follow us on Twitter at VerseCast. I mean, you don't have to. If you wanted to, that'd be great. Uh, use the hashtag TGWS and search for that. If you're uh, tweeting about uh, some stuff that those guys with ships is, are into, is are into, uh, our organization is at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash VerseCast. Oh, boy. Um, we are those guys with ships. 
We'd love to have you. Uh, speaking of having you, we have Versecast.org, which is our engine website. Uh, we've got forums, Mumble server with 50 <coughs> slots. Uh, <laughs> you said slots. I did. You had a problem with it? <laughs> you said slots. Gleep. It is kind of a, it is kind of a random Beavis and Butthead thing. It'd be like, huh, you said groceries. <laughs> like what? Doesn't make any sense. There was actually an episode where Beavis, or no, was it? Yeah, it was Beavis was on a plane to Las Vegas with an old lady, and she said, kept saying, "I'm going for the slots." And, and she was talking said, about our Mumble server, right? She was totally all fifty of them. Yeah. So. uh uh, you can also head over to <laughs> iTunes, view us. Just search for Versecast. We're um, not going to make it through another show. I, it's just not possible. We've done it every time so far. <laughs> I think we can do it. And I think okay. this one is over. It is. All right. So until next time, we are Those Guys With Ships. And what has this been, guys? The Versecast, the Versecast Podcast. See ya. That was a weird, awkward silence. I'm done. All right, bye, guys. Well, that's all we have to say about that. Mm-hmm.